0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Fantastic Minute, the show where we talk about Wes Anderson's Fantastic Mr. Fox, one minute at a time. I'm Tyler Boudreaux, movie fan.
1: And I'm Condra Boudreaux, unimpressed by Tyler's accent.
0: You told me to do a voice when I did it, so I did a voice, I said Billy
1: Dee's voice! I
0: I don't want to do a Billy Dee Williams voice right now, that'd be silly.
1: Excuse you, Billy D. Williams is never silly. He yes, is he is. Always he's silly cool. in Star Wars. He's always cool.
0: Yeah, he's cool, but he's also silly.
1: Mm, debatable. All right.
0: We're here to talk about <laughs> minute 13 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Minute 13 begins with Mr. Fox asking Ash, what are you talking about? And ends with Kylie in a banded hat. Huzzah. Two scenes here that we kind of
1: yeah so merge okay.
0: between. So let's start with uh, the first scene. Uh, first scene
1: first.
0: Mr. Fox and Ash are kind of briefly having a conversation where i think ash is very well communicating his feelings
1: yes (laughs) he
0: says i see myself as an athlete and sometimes i feel like you guys don't see me that way
1: and then mr fox changes the subject like a jerk
0: no he doesn't he he asks what's the subtext here and then the more pressing thing is that christopherson's praying doing yoga
1: He's meditating. Meditating? And it's the first time we get to hear Christopherson speak. Yes. Which is truly we don't a even, blessing. We don't
0: even hear him speaking. He's just making meditating noises.
1: It's truly great. He's chanting.
0: Woo. Chant. Woo. No. Like that.
1: No. Meditating chanting. Oh. that's a specific thing. Okay. Which is delightful and great. Also, Christopherson's legs look like jelly. Like <laughs> yeah, because they took they're out all folded. They took out the robotic parts of his legs that actually keep them structured so he can stand and just, like... They're just, like, floppy. So they
0: Gilderoy Lockharted his legs.
1: Basically. Kenneth Branagh! Jelly, jelly Leg Curse!
0: <laughs> jelly Legs Jinx.
1: Dang it. Jinx. Oh, well. But, no, Christopherson is set apart from the rest of the group, and it's really just, like, they're ha- the family is having this conversation about him and whether he's intentionally ignoring, if he knows they're having the conversation.
0: It's not super the clear. Quest- the question is whether he started meditating before, like, because he sensed an argument coming on and he just kind of wanted to start meditating or if he was just meditating and then an argument started happening so he used it as an excuse to not involve himself.
1: Yeah. Or he heard it starting and he didn't want to get upset.
0: Yeah. Yes. All possibilities. Yes. But But
1: Felicity tries to keep a hand on things, tells Ash to be respectful of his...
0: (laughs) He's being very disregarding of double pneumonia.
1: Yeah, which like he Isn't that single, big of a deal? Like single All right, so like single pneumonia big deal at least in humans. A fox, they're even tinier. That means both of its lungs is filled with fluid. That's oh, scary so and sad. sad. Like
0: No wonder Kristofferson's so sad.
1: Yeah, exactly. But he's still putting on a pretty good Do we ever
0: figure out who Kristofferson was related to? Felicity. Felicity? Yes. Okay.
1: We don't know that yet, but I know that cuz I've seen the film before
0: okay um, that's what I thought I just couldn't remember yeah so it's Felicity's brother's N- son
1: yeah correct
0: okay yes
1: and just Christopher's like he's just trying to do his own thing yeah and Ash is I mean Ash is trying to communicate to his father without being outright like what you just said why don't said? you
0: like me exactly
1: <laughs> because his father might not respond to that with him. So he's trying Well,
0: he Mr. Fox asks what's the subtext here as if he didn't realize what the subtext was. You know it's obvious. But, but apparently
1: um, Mr. Fox is horrible with communicating with people. Yes. Like he sees they're glowing but doesn't realize what that could mean or doesn't realize she still wants to be safe like
0: Well, speaking of Mr. Fox communicating with people, we transition
1: are we done
0: with... Come on, pulled. I had a good segue. But, oh, I'm oh, man. not done yet, though. Okay, go ahead. Because
1: the way it's shot, like, with this layering of Ash, and then Mr. Fox popping out. Oh, yeah, his <laughs> head pops out. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, we're in Ash in a close-up, and we see Felicity's whole body...
1: She's painting off to painting the side. Painting off to the
0: side, but Mr. Fox is completely blocked off by Ash. So when Mr. Fox talks, his head pops out, and it's very amusing.
1: It's a really telling way that Mr. Fox needs to be seen and heard.
0: Yes, and I also think it's indicative of Mr. Fox not really being involved.
1: How, involved in what way? The
0: conversation. He did, Oh. He kind of pops in and out of the conversation. Yeah. Literally.
1: Literally and figuratively. Okay, I, I understand that. Yes. Yes, I see that.
0: Speaking of Mr. Fox communicating, we transition to a scene of Mr. Fox and Kylie on top of a lookout on top of their tree home. Which is really cool, and I wish I had a lookout on top of my house.
1: I know. It's like a crow's nest. It's also, the tree is all lit up. It's got little twinkle lights on it. That tree is lit. It's got little twinkle lights on it, which then explains why there's an AC current outlet on the side of the tree.
0: Yes. I don't know why they light up their tree like that. It's not like it's Christmas time or anything, because it's clearly fall.
1: Or spring. Um, (laughs) It could be like they want to blend it into the sky. the starry sky in the background.
0: Well, you wouldn't want to call attention to the fact that you live there, because they're foxes.
1: I mean, they could just be wanting to look pretty. That's allowed too.
0: They need to camouflage better.
1: Well, they're about to wear bandit hats, so I okay. mean, that's the epitome. Oh. Of okay.
0: It. <laughs> well, uh, what's the music playing in the background? Did you? It's just score. Just regular score. Okay.
1: I don't think it's specific or i'm I mean that all the scores have little names to them, but it's just it's similar to um the Jimmy Squirrel and Co
0: yes, except more uh xylophony, which yes. I like yes well, um, Mr. Fox is
1: having an existential uh, crisis
0: yes, I uh, yes Kylie, who am I? And Kylie kind of doesn't understand, so Mr. Fox kind of has to explain existentialism to him. And it's very amusing. It's
1: the cutest little thing. It's how you explain existentialism to children.
0: Yeah, but I also think it works for adults because it's not an existential thing that human adults have to deal with so much because Mr. Fox is wondering, what do I do if I'm not following my instincts? Yeah, or... What kind of fox is he without a chicken between his teeth?
1: I think, though, that... Sentiment is still applicable for people in that people sit and wonder what their purpose is in life and the, I mean, there's a whole movie called The Meaning of Life because that's what people think about.
0: I don't think Monty Python's <laughs> The Meaning of Life really addresses that.
1: Um, I like to think it does, even though it doesn't. It's fine. But it's still a question that people ask, they're wondering if they're on the right path, if. They're doing the right thing. But for a fox, it's a little more tangible. It's, am I, excuse me for saying this, a chick, like if he doesn't have a chicken in his teeth. Yeah. Um, which I also found very odd that it was like, is that phrase offensive? I mean, Kylie's not a chicken. Well, what because
0: is Kylie wrong? then asked, I don't know what you're talking about, but it sounds illegal. So maybe stealing birds is illegal. Maybe like for the safety of everyone in the community, they're not supposed to steal from humans.
1: That is a very possible thing because that's what that would make sense later why some individuals get so angry.
0: But I think the thing is like Mr. Fox is asking literally foxes are meant to like kill birds and steal birds. Like it's like as if he knows that what he's supposed to do but he's not doing it. Yes. Humans don't know what they're supposed to do. They're blind. Yes. In that way. So that's why I think it's different. And, And which is why I think his quandary is very fair and appropriate. Because he does feel like he's being held back from his full potential or not doing what he's supposed to do in life.
1: I think Mr. Fox is confusing kind of work. Like who he thinks he is with who he should be in some regards. And I think... He wants to see himself as this daring do, kind of, like, great heroic, like, the true provider.
0: A quote-unquote fantastic Mr. Fox?
1: Potentially. But he doesn't realize he could be so by being
0: a a good good father.
1: father. Yeah. And I think, so maybe when he was missing the point on Ash's conversation, there's something in him that's being like, my life isn't quite right. But, he's but he doesn't
0: realize how to make it right.
1: Correct. It's like Groundhog Day.
0: But I do, I do think his question is fair, though. I think he's raising a good point about life no matter what.
1: Yes. I think there's several layers to this question. I think that's the problem with existentialism in general. Is there's lots of layers because you could ask the why are we here.
0: What's life all about?
1: why he's a certain animal that kind of stuff it really goes deeper than just being a fox with a chicken
0: well that is a good point because he's asking why am I a certain animal because all, all animals theoretically have to be good parents yeah so why be a fox if he wasn't meant to do something although thievery-ly. I wonder
1: I, and this is something I would need to look up about foxes as actual can, parenting actu- yeah. habits yeah. yeah,
0: I doubt it's
1: I don't think it's a two
0: A nuclear family, right? Yeah, like I that. don't think so. But they're pro mammals tend to be more family unit than yes. most other
1: and this and going on this idea of him being a good father, Roll Dahl had written this book um just after one of his children had died and the other one was um in he had water in, in his brain for after a severe car accident and Roll Dahl um, it's speculated and slightly confirmed that Roldal really instilled this idea of a good father into Mr. Fox because that's what he wanted to be at the time.
0: So the Ash dying plot could happen.
1: <laughs> no. Ash is not dying by not jumping into a pool. <laughs> um, but just this idea of fatherhood and... I'm, I even think... You could put it in the reverse, not just fatherhood but parenthood in general, because there's this ongoing conversation with women being good mothers or good workers, and the two aren't synonymous, and that's a similar situation with a lot of father figures. they're not around because they're working all the time, but that doesn't make and that doesn't make them a good father. How do you reckon the two together and
0: it's a conflict that comes up more often for fathers.
1: I don't necessarily think so, though. In media. In media, yes. Because. Is
0: that because it's a male driven thing or because it's a more common thing for men?
1: No, I think it's because it's a male driven thing because men are putting their fear, deepest fears, and all their thoughts, hopes, desires, whatever, into this media because it. When. Up until. Fairly recently, and even then, there's very few strong examples of this. I would say women as both successful mother and successful career individual, as uh, careers person, is very rarely reckoned. Yeah. Um, you get a few here and there. Um,
0: but yeah, even your, but most of, most of your classic, like, writers.
1: They're going to play mom as just mom and not career individual or if they're a career individual there's someone else doing the mothering for them
0: yeah there's so many that are like women in history that are like and they worked and never had children
1: or and they became a mother and stopped doing anything that yeah and that's something that for some reason our culture has or American culture has such a difficult time reckoning with, yeah. is how to balance these two. And I think Mr. Fox raises a really interesting point here that it is it human or fox nature, or is it something that is just inside us?
0: And the other question is, does media suggest that being a mother is naturally fulfilling where being a father isn't naturally fulfilling?
1: I don't know. Because, alright, so the thing I think of is like a mother knows, like feels like a mother when they first feel their baby kick or whatever. When they reckon yeah. them inside their body, but a father isn't a father until they hold their child for the first time. Sure. There's this distinct separation of physicality that I think... There's too much hung up on... I don't know. Without getting too political, I'm not sure how to reckon this. Because, I mean... Then when do you reckon... It's like...
0: When is the baby alive? Well,
1: not just that, but like sentience and like...
0: Well, foxes aren't sentient.
1: How do we know? (laughs) How do we know? Well, I don't think
0: foxes talk like this in real life.
1: Well, no. Not to the way we understand their communication but it is not clear in the books whether or in the book whether or not animals the animals and humans can directly communicate
0: whereas in this movie they They, sort of do they
1: do directly communicate later on in the film but it's just this interesting point that how all these different beings coexist in this one environment and how the right what they believe is the right thing isn't necessarily the right thing Versus being a good individual,
0: and I think what makes this story timeless slash so powerful, powerful is the fact that everyone can kind of go through this
1: mm-hmm.
0: do I wanna be a hero or do I wanna kind of just be a good person with my family mm-hmm. or can I can be just, both
1: or yeah, can you be both? Can you just be a good person without being too
0: do you need recognition yeah, um, everything like that,
1: yeah, and I think. Even at different stages in the in an individual's life, they can see themselves in different characters. Yeah. Um, because
0: this is kind of a Mr. Fox's midlife crisis. Yes. But or also, late life crisis. Yeah.
1: But there's also Felicity's character, who is that rock, that constant rock, who's wise beyond her years. And just this great sage. And then you have someone like Ash, who's trying to figure himself out. And you have Christopherson, who may be wise upon his years, but might also be young. And you've got lots of different layers here. Um, Much like onions. Or Shrek. Or Shrek. Wow, we got really deep there. They both have layers. Parfait.
0: Everyone loves parfait.
1: Or cake, for that matter. Um, Okay. But, wow, we got really deep there for a really long time. Yeah, but Um, I think it was worth... Yeah, to no, the ex- well, I mean, ex- existentialism in general always involves these really deep questions that you're like, hmm, what does this all mean in life? And it's quite powerful that Mr. Fox is going through this so early in the movie because you really see this rise of what is the conflict going to be? Is it Mr. Fox versus someone or Mr. Fox versus himself?
0: Yeah, and well, the way we talked about it for so long indicates how well communicated the film, how, how well the film communicates this message, mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to say outright, this is how Mr. Fox is feeling. He just kind of asks Kylie a couple questions, and we understand through the emotions of the film the thrust of his conundrum.
1: Yes. And I also think Kylie in this moment is very good at being a good friend Friend and just kind of, or maybe not even a friend, but just and somewhat a good support for yeah. Mr. Fox. Well, I don't think
0: he quite knows who he's dealing with yet.
1: No, I don't think so at all. Not, I mean, he's given a bandit hat and just, and puts, just it puts it on. on,
0: and he's very cute in that bandit hat. He, he
1: is adorable. But you also get the question of his the legality behind it all, and
0: yeah, is stealing birds legal?
1: Which we're still unclear. But I think Kylie. Kylie really starts to stand out here and he becomes a much better character and a stronger character throughout the film. And he kind of is able, he learns how to hold his own against Mr. Fox, which, yeah. I mean, this is the inkling of this is where I start. Um, this is the first time we really see them interact with one another as like confidants.
0: Yeah. Alrighty. I'm interested in seeing how all these characters grow over the movie.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, I've seen the movie, but.
1: And in this minute by minute format. We really yes. get to know them nice and personally.
0: already. Alrighty. Well, after that deep dive into existential crises, let's call it a day. This has been Minute 13 of Fantastic Mr. Fox. We hope you join us again for Minute 14. Condra, do you want to plug us?
1: Yes, we are at Amateur Nerds on the Twitter. and Check
0: us out on SoundCloud. Presumably that's SoundCloud, where you're listening yeah. to us.
1: Please tell others.
0: Tell what? your friends.
1: Tell your neighbors. Tell,
0: tell your them. countrymen.
1: Tell your coworkers down the block. What? Or, like, down the cubicle. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Let's just end. I've been Tyler Padreau. And
1: I've been Contra Padreau.
0: We hope you have a fantastic day.
1: Fantastic.